The following program is brought to you by The Business Clinic. Welcome. It's a wonderful Friday afternoon, and you are listening to Abundance, Abundance Now, Now with Maria M. Lopez. Maria is a certified public accountant, financial advisor, and public speaker. She specializes in advising her clients in their personal business and finances so that they can achieve the financial lifestyle of their dreams. Her mission is to empower others by providing them with the financial tools and education necessary for them to create their own finances. Here is your host, Maria M. Lopez. Good afternoon, South Florida. Welcome. I am your host, Maria M. Lopez. Today, we have a very interesting topic, which is selling. Selling is a reality. Selling is the lifeblood of an organization, and the lack of sales destroys careers, kills businesses, and ends opportunities. It can also have a ripple effect on the rest of a community, as you can imagine, city, or even an entire country. It definitely ends with the experience of creating abundance. There are those who say that selling is an art, yet there are some recent studies that will tell us there is a science in the selling process. So which one is it? Is selling an art or is selling a science? Or is it both? To answer that question and to have a conversation about the art of sale of the art or selling of science, I have invited my guest speaker today, Sheena Ace Mendes. Before I have the pleasure of introducing Sheena, I would like to remind you that when I meet with my clients, as you recall, I'm a CPA, my clients who own businesses in South Florida, one of the activities we work on is the forecast and budgeting process. Let me explain. We meet before the new calendar year begins, and together we estimate, based on the goals and expectations of my clients, the forecast of sales for the next year. We estimate where those sales will come from. Sometimes there are different products or services that my clients offer to their customers. And we also measure on a periodic basis the progress during the year against the forecasted sales. Preparing a forecast of sales is a great exercise because it provides you with the clear amounts of the expected sales volume, the nature of the services that you will provide, and it also will tell you what you must do different in your business in order to achieve those new sales goals. Another item that will be highlighted in the forecasting process is that you, as the owner, will need to identify who in your team has the talent, the skills, or the experience in selling. Thus, this may be you, another member of your team, or you may decide that you must hire new members that possess the skill set of selling. I would like to invite you to have a conversation with me about the finances and projections of your business. Please contact me at 1-800-793-9721. Again, that is 1-800-793-9721. My accounting firm offers CFO and controllership services to our clients. Please contact me should you want to explore how we can work together. Let me now introduce my awesome guest speaker for today, Sheena Mendes. Sheena is a coach, speaker, and author. Her clients are chief executive officers and also political leaders. Sheena's work is in the field of hypnosis. She's a life and executive coach with NLP, NLP stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming. Sheena's passion is in working with people who are ready and willing to address the issues that affect them in life and business. 
because China has worked extensively with many executives and other leaders that manage and lead organizations, including the growth and expansion of those businesses, I have invited her to share with us her own personal views on the art or science of selling. Welcome, Sheena. It is a pleasure to have you join us today in Abundance Now with Maria M. Lopez. Thank you, Maria. It's a pleasure. Awesome. Sheena, there are several books that have, been, that have been written on how to master the selling process. Three great books that come to mind are Made to Stick by Chip Heath and Dan Heath, How to Win Friends and Influence by Pete, How to Influence People by Dale Carnegie, and, and Influence Science and Practice by Robert Cialdini. I am myself very familiar with the book How to Win Friends and Influence People. I think that is a very popular book in this country. Sheena, would you agree that selling is an activity that we all human beings are constantly doing as part of our daily lives? We're either selling our talent, our skills, a product, a service, or an idea, for example. Can you comment on that? Yes, indeed, Maria. Um, actually, every single one of us is a salesperson, one way or the other, uh, through one facet uh, or another, we actually are constantly selling. And, and the fact is that uh, unless that you're a salesperson, you don't believe that you're actually selling. But the truth is that we've been selling from, from very early on, even as infants, right? Mm -hmm. We're actually selling because when we're crying, we're, we're actually, um, we're trying to get our parents or our caregiver to, to help us change our, either our diaper or to feed us. So in an ironic way, right, we're always selling. We, we sell not just a product or service, but oftentimes we also sell ourselves. That's and we correct. do this naturally, whether it's in our business relationships or our interpersonal relationships. Beautiful. Well said. So, uh, you know, Sheena, as I'm thinking right now, there should be a part two. I'm getting ahead of myself of the psychology of selling, right? Because as you said, we're selling from day one as an infant, but we're not aware of it. It's until later on as adults that we go back in hindsight and realize, hey, I've been selling all my life. Absolutely. That's right. So what I want to highlight for our listeners today is that the, this conversation is relevant to all of us and not just for those who are in the sales department of an organization, for example. This conversation is about an art, because I can see how a person who is charming and knows how to win others will be able to make a more compelling sell of something to his or her audience. Sheena, would you agree that selling is an art? Can we first identify what we mean by art and then talk about how selling is an art? Absolutely. So when we reference selling as an art, we're, we're speaking about the way that we communicate and, and the mm. behavior a person actually demonstrates during a sale. And so, you know, you have to understand that your audience and, and the way that your audience, you know, the way that they think, the way that they process thinking and, and in the value as their responsiveness and the needs that they have. And that means the feedback throughout the entire buying process. You know, salespeople should actually figure out and learn what drives positive interactions with their customers. And that's really what makes sales mm. and art communication communication reading the other person's communication body language, language nonverbal cues absolutely mm -hmm. so that uh, i was going to ask you how would a cell look like as an art for example what is it that we can see in a person that we can say this person has innate abilities to make a cell so the reality is that we as individuals, uh, you know, we have key components and we are key component ourselves to our success. So you aren't just born as a great salesperson. Yes, there's absolutely there. There's those people that we can think about that, you know, you say, gosh, you know, you're a natural salesperson. Right. Got it. And we see that. Um, but however, the reality is that sales is a skill set. 
it's a okay. skill and it's one that we have to learn. And, you know, these people, even though they innately have this as a natural art, um, they, they have to be people who are flexible. They're great listeners, that they possess natural interpersonal skills. And most of all, they have an eye for detail. That's very important. And mm. these are people who are passionate and enthusiastic. Got it. Beautiful. An eye for detail. Interesting. So when we talk about science and the selling process being a science, what do we mean by that exactly? What are the science components in the selling process? What will that look like? Well, there's actually some scientific laws that govern the actual sales process. And like the number of prospects that you need to call to get leads to actually convert that into opportunities. And mm. the reality is that science actually improves your ability to spend time on, on the right activities. You know, that, those that will actually gonna lead you to better outcomes. And true scientific approaches inform that the sales process making is actually possible for sellers to perform the art of greater effort. Beautiful. So Sheena, in your opinion, is selling an art or a science and why? Well, <laughs> you know, Maria, to be honest with you, you know, good salespeople recognize and use both relationships and opportunity-focused selling styles because that's really what they are. It's, it's a relationship. It's sort of like, I call it like a dance between between science and okay. art. That's really what it is. And, you know, they may, be, they may be more comfortable with one over the other, but they actually use both in different degrees to suit the sales process. Beautiful. So this is sort of like uh, the, the conversation of leadership, for example. If I can uh, use it as an example, I mean, there's always a question, are leaders born or are leaders made? And maybe that's something that we can talk about at a later time in another Absolutely. segment. Absolutely, love to. So this is something, so selling, the art of selling is something that the person may possess innate abilities, uh, abilities, talents that this person is born with. Uh, but we're saying that through science, one can enhance and develop further and develop the skill set necessary to understand the psychology of selling so that I can communicate better with my clients, with my prospects, my customers, and then have them make that purchase. Certainly. It's almost like when we think of an artist, right? Some people are just actually born as natural artists. They can paint, they can draw, yes. right? However, even with this talent, which is innate, someone who's an artist would probably, you know, consider the idea of going and taking some art classes just to sort of know, you know, yes. the skill behind art and to know a little more and enhance that ability. And the history of art. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Beautiful. So is it possible that this definition of selling has changed through the years as there has been progress made in our society and the way we conduct business today? Yes. Um, actually, the business world has revolutionized almost beyond recognition in the past few decades, as we know. And, mm -hmm. and when I say this, I, I'm really kind of I'm focusing more on technology and, you know, technology and, and, and mean the, the advances in communication and information technology. It's changed the face and the pace of the way that we do business. So if you look at how many businesses are now ran through webinars, Facebook, yes. you know, Skype, e-commerce. And, and so we, we see that business is, is no longer really a face to face interaction. It's, it's actually become more digital. Right. So no, we, we no longer have the situation of the salesperson coming to your house, like maybe it was being done 60 or 70 years ago to sell you a product, uh, the new refrigerator, or the new TV set, whenever that was built. But now it's like we just go online, Best Buy, Amazon, and we buy it. And that leads me to the next question. We're living in an era where selling is now done, on, done online on the Internet. The internet is here and it's here to stay. And today, many millions of people make their purchases online without the intervention of a salesperson. 
So have we replaced a salesperson with more business branding? I wouldn't say that we've completely replaced the salesperson with uh, more business branding, but we're definitely heading in that direction. You know, we see this not just in business, but also in the way that we conduct our personal relationships, right? So like, for instance, verbal communication has been replaced with FaceTime, texting, emailing, mm-hmm. right? So so definitely we're, we're sort of heading in that direction, but I wouldn't say that we're, we're just there yet. And I also think, Sheena, that the customer, our customers, our clients are also welcoming the new way of communication. Some of them are, some of them are not. It depends because sometimes I have my clients that prefer a text message and an update of the status of a tax return, for example, and we no longer, I, I, they're no longer expecting that phone call from me. A quick text will take care of it for them. And they're, as, they're accepting it. So so it's like you're saying that technology, we're adopting technology so quickly that that's the new method of doing business and that's the new method of probably doing selling as well. Sure. Beautiful. Recently, I read a quote on the internet that said, selling has to change because buying has changed. This is a quote from Tony Rodoni, Executive Vice President of Commercial Sales at Salesforce. Salesforce is a company that created a very popular CRM system. What do you think about that quote? Are consumers driving change in the selling process? I I actually agree, Maria. You know, we now interact with each other differently, as I mentioned before, and and therefore the way that we sell has to also accommodate the the buying process. Mm -hmm. You know, over time, we've seen this even in in language, right? You know, we've seen how our language has expanded as as humans, we've been evolving, and so our language also expands. Right. So definitely, I do agree. What does it take today to be a successful salesperson then in 2017 today? Like, what would it take to be a successful salesperson in your opinion? So I I believe it actually takes a combination of things. It's Mm -hmm. not just one thing. There's not just one formula. And, you know, first we need to to be good listeners. That's, I think that's first and foremost in in any type of transaction. You know, we need to show the value in what we're selling. We need to know what we're selling. Um, I don't know if it's happened to you, but I know it's happened to me where I've met people that are trying to sell me something and they actually have no clue what they're actually selling. So (laughs) we need to be informed, right? And we need to ask the right questions and set realistic goals awesome ask questions so the questions they're asking the questions from my customer or my client so that then right after the they they reply with the respond with the question i do the listening so it requires listening from my part so that i'm listening to what your need is china you as my customer my client so that i can provide and fit the need that you need right now and the value um, I always find it as an argument interesting that sometimes our customers may need an apple, but I can see further because I'm the specialist that I may say, no, you need an apple plus an orange. Certainly. And that's another interesting conversation. You know, how do we uh, influence our clients to see bigger and better so that they actually see what they actually need for their lives or their business? Where can someone find training today to develop his or her selling skills and learn about an effective selling process? Well, there's multiple avenues, as we mm-hmm. know, and most of these you can actually find in the internet. Uh, there's webinars, there's, there's live trainings, there's books. And, and speaking mm-hmm. of books, there's actually a book that I that I, I actually recommend for sales, and it's it's called Perfect Selling, and it's by Linda Richardson. And I like the way that that Linda actually simplifies mm-hmm. the, 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 the selling process, and it just makes it very clear. Um, and, you know, undoubtedly, and actually she teaches that, you know, anyone that's reasonably intelligent can actually sell because as we know sale you know sales is actually a skill set 
Got it. Beautiful. Would you recommend that actually, uh, I'm, I'm thinking that perhaps learning about selling is also something that I may want to take a seminar in person. Would, you, would, would that be a better option as well sometimes? Absolutely. So I that mean, people can practice? Yes, because you have an opportunity to have the Q&A. You know, you can, if there's something that you don't understand or or that you want that um, facilitator to emphasize in, yeah. you have an opportunity because you are in person. You also have people whom you're with. And so mm -hmm. being in groups also helps you, not only motivates you more to learn, but it's a good opportunity to even ask questions. You know, also, uh, interesting, uh, we, we, we're not going to touch on that subject right now, but uh, it will be interesting to find out how the selling process is affected by gender, meaning how women sell versus how men sell, and then also take it another level further by culture, right, throughout yes. the world. I can tell you right off the bat that uh -huh. women are more emotional sellers. <laughs> <laughs> and buyers, and buyers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're going to pause for a commercial now on Abundance Now with Maria M. Lopez, and we'll be right back. My business is expanding and growing. I just wish there was some way to streamline its accounting functions, give me data to forecast my sales, and advise me on how to manage this growth. I heard my friend's 30-minute session with Gallon Accountants helped her get through most of her issues. I'm not surprised. I am Maria M. Lopez, Principal at Gallon Accountants and Advisors. And through our dedication to serving our clients and our mastery of the accounting discipline, we can help get your business back in the green. We're conveniently located in South Miami, and we work with our clients in South Florida and also with clients throughout the country. Call us today to schedule your 30 minutes complimentary consultation. Contact us at 1-800-793-9721. Again, that is 1-800-793-9721. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with Abundance Now with Maria M. Lopez. And today, my guest speaker, Sheena Ace Mendes, and I are discussing the art or the science of selling. And uh, Sheena, now let me ask you something else. We often hear about the words of persuasion and influence. I have my own opinions about each one, and I have my own emotional feeling about each one, and I am sure everyone does. Are these similar words, do they mean the same? So influence and persuasion are often thought of as being pretty much the same thing. Mm -hmm. And so both of these terms are used to convey the measure by which we're able to get people to do things or convince them, right? Mm -hmm. um, to do something to which they probably don't agree. So the way I see it is that persuasion is presenting a case in such a way that it actually sways the opinion of others and, and makes people believe certain information or motivate a decision. And, you know, unlike that, influence is having a vision of that optimum outcome for a situation. So without using force or coercion or, you know, Got motivation, it. that's really kind of the difference between one and the other. But they're similar, but yet they have sort of these very specific differences. Yeah, for me, somehow influence sounds a little bit more novel than persuasion. Absolutely. Well, the intention. The intention, right behind <laughs> yes. it. Yeah, because uh, as I work with my clients, Sheena, I like to pr educate them and coach them and present them with multiple choices or alternatives. And I like to empower them enough and so that they have a lot of education and they understand the how, the why of every choice. And then I want them to make their own decision. Because after all, freedom of choice is the thing that I value the most in life. 
So I was reading a book recently that said influence is a science. Most people today cannot explain why they made a particular decision. So being able to identify the underlying factors that influence decisions means also understanding how to use those factors to get more positive responses when selling a product, service, or idea to someone. Can you comment a little bit on this topic of influence? Well, there are certain factors that actually influence the way that we make decisions. And such as when we get offered too many things, right? We become mm -hmm. a little overwhelmed. And it's very common or typical for someone, because you have so many options, to really just decide on anything. And the reason why we go with just anything, you know, unlike if we had more time or if we had smaller options is because we just kind of want to get that deal over and done with. So we want to get the process pretty much finished. And, you know, we should make more of our decisions in the morning. At least that's what I've read. And, you know, this is sort of when serotonin it's at its natural high, which actually helps us to calm our brain. They also say that when we make decisions based on influence, that we should consider that we have actually had breakfast or had something in our stomach. You know, oh, it's actually it. important to have a full stomach versus when you're hungry or starving, we tend to make impulsive decisions and we make decisions that are more based on high risk understand very interesting another item that i like to add in sheena is that through my career i often heard of two ways of doing things in this with this respect there are those who make decisions like quickly and then they implement the decision through a period of time and then there are those that uh, hesitate in making a decision so they're very undecided and then once they make that decision they act quickly Yes. There's a big difference there. Yes, there is. That right? has a lot to do with personality traits. Yes. And so when we look at it from that angle, you're absolutely right. It, it, you know, it's, it's sort of the irony behind it. Mm -hmm. And it's really kind of the way that we process. Sometimes we feel that we're pressured into making a decision, so we just do it and it's impulsive. Right. And then we, you know, kind of like sit back with ourselves and then take longer in order to execute it. Absolutely. Sheena, clearly this topic of selling, which we all agree is crucial to our business and financial survival, is a complex one and an interesting one. Those who know how to either influence or persuade others into making a purchase tend to be very successful at what they do, and that success will generally show in abundance of financial resources, I mean cash. I have very much enjoyed our conversation today, Sheena, and I hope our listeners enjoyed it as well. Can you share with us some last words of wisdom or guidance to our listeners? And yes, absolutely. So I do agree, Maria. Selling is crucial to our business and financial survival. And the one recommendation that I have for our listeners is to learn how to sell. Got it. Because even if you believe that you've already learned enough, you've read enough books, you've gone to enough seminars, you know, or maybe you're just a natural salesperson, the reality is that all sales is a skill. And so it's one that we actually have to master in order to sell anything and get the outcome that you desire. And beautiful, Sheena. And you know, that reminds me back to when I graduated from college. And I realized that, and I heard, we all had to sell ourselves, even in the interview process. And sometimes, we, we that doesn't, that shocks me, or shocks people, because it's like, wait a second, I already have all my certifications, why do I still have to sell myself? But I think the idea there, the comment that I can make a recommendation is just embrace the process, realize that it's part of life, and the, the quicker we accept it as part of life, being part of our daily life, uh, the better we'll be at it, right? Certainly. Beautiful. There is also an event you have coming up in South Florida. Can you tell us about our event, your event, up this month, coming up this month, and how our listeners can register to attend such event? 
Yes, and I'm actually very excited. Um, the event will be an NLP workshop. It's a one-day intensive. It's going to be held at FIU, okay. and it will be on Friday, April 21st. And I'm basically going to be offering, um, it's going to be a combination of influence and persuasion, you know, speaking of which. And right. it's, it's, really, it's really kind of like encompassing all the skills and observing what we do, how we communicate, all of our nonverbal communication, and, and really teaching anyone that is in sales, whether product or service or even selling themselves as I mentioned earlier you know what is the correct way to sell and so I'm going to give the necessary skills and yes. if anyone's interested in that I love our listeners to go to nlpsalesworkshop.eventbrite.com beautiful beautiful Sheena thank you Sheena it has been a pleasure having you on the show today you must come back and join us again to have a part two to this very interesting topic I hope that our listeners today found my interview with Sheena Ismend is very interesting and educational. I would love to hear your thoughts and comments from this topic and your experiences. Please email me at maria.lopez at cpa.com. My accounting and tax services office is conveniently located in South Miami. Please contact me to see how we can work together in the financial and income tax matters of your business. Have a wonderful evening, and I will speak with you soon.